0: Hi. Welcome to High Theory. In this podcast, we get high on the substance of theory. I'm Sharunik Bosu. And I'm Kim Adams. We are two tired academics trying to save critique from itself. Today I'm speaking with Gina Dominic. Who is going to talk to us about Ranciere's concept of dissensus? And Gina has joined us before to speak about Ursula Le Guin's story, Schrodinger's Cat.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: Thanks for coming back. Gina, can I ask you to introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: So, I'm Gina Dominic, and I'm a PhD candidate in the Department of English at NYU, and I specialize in medieval literature and critical theory. Okay, so. What the heck is Descensus? Descensus is a concept that is developed by Jacques Rancière, the French philosopher. And it's him trying to define the political in terms of radical equality. So politics for Rancière is about a type of democracy where the emphasis is placed on the demos. So on the people. Dissensis comes out of a uh, wider concept of his, which is the distribution of the sensible. That is a type of way of thinking mm. about a community supplement in a way that leaves them as supplemental. Can you explain what you mean by a supplement? For Ranciere, politics occurs in this instance where the supplement calls for recognition by the order okay the supplement though is supplemental because it is always there politics is when it creates a type of incident that must be dealt with either subsumed back into the order Mm -hmm. or cut off entirely okay so is the supplement like a group of people or a set of ideas or both it's both it's both and all okay Dissensus at its core, then, is this meeting. It's what occurs in this meeting of the supplement and the order. And the order is like government, like the police, like the state. Yes. Yes. Okay. But in a much more grounded sense, we'll say, dissensus in philosophical history is a response, in my reading, to census communis, uh, which is Kant. Okay. Dissensus really is the supplement to Kant. Okay. And that's where it gets really interesting. So you have to tell us what
0: census communis is for Kant and everyone who comes after
1: him. (laughs) Yes, so so it's a very sort of specific concept for aesthetics, but it has much wider implications. Census communis at its core brings together both of our senses of sense, meaning It is both a feeling, like very tactile, very sensible, right? But it's also how we reason. So it carries both this makes sense, right? But also this senses or this feels. Mm -hmm. And so Senses Communis brings these two ideas together. And this is primarily how Kant creates the possibility of an objective aesthetic experience. This is how he makes it possible, right, for analysis of art in a way that could be or should be common to everyone. And this is really key to all of aesthetic theory afterwards, this idea of sensus communis, because what it relies on is a sharing of senses. I think this is beautiful. And therefore, everyone else should too, but that's actually not what's so interesting i think okay. what's what's so interesting is that part of this analysis is the delineation of what Kant terms paraga, so the paragon is the singular, and that's ergon for the the
0: work and para for what's stuck onto it, which sounds like you might
1: be getting us back to that supplement. <laughs> I am, yes. So, okay. so for Kant, it's very important in aesthetic critique to delineate what is supplemental to the art and what is the actual art. And he really gets specific. He says that things that should not be included in one's aesthetic judgment include clothing on statues, frames on paintings, and all of the sort of extra right? Anything that feels ornamental. So ornamental is one of Kant's both favorite and most hated words, because it implies something that's a bit spacious in a way, right? There's sort of the supplement covers up something, right? Or the supplement pulls a- attention away from what is truly art. And so the best art does not have this, does not have these paraga. The question becomes then, where does the supplement go? So the supplement is like the fig leaves on statues. Yes.
0: But maybe also something a little bit different
1: for Ranciere. Yes. Derrida is really then the link between Kant and Ranciere's dissensus. Derrida in The Truth in Painting takes on this supplement and says, okay, if one looks at the painting, the frame disappears into the wall. But if one looks at the wall the frame disappears into the painting. So he takes this idea of the frame as the liminal, the sort Mm. of uh, space that is both a part and not a part at the same time. I believe that reading's important for Ranciere, who then his distribution of the sensible is sort of based on this, right? It's how we can be both individually sensible and also create a census, right? Or a or some sort of community.
0: Because it allows for a both and? Yes. Where are the individuals in this schema when we're like shifting back to politics?
1: For Rancière, the political subject is all speaking beings. So the separation in Rancière is there's the police and then there's the political. Okay or politics, and the police are, you know, order, the police are altrucer, and (laughs) politics is the thing that disrupts that, Okay, thing that must be dealt with. And this is important for speech because it is when individuals speak out of turn. Distribution of the sensible, that is the function of the police, that is the function of the state. Not that it should be, but that it is. It's their job to distribute the sensible? Yes. To say, like, these people can talk about this. These people can talk about that. Uh. These people have the right to do this. And this is very much, this is Plato. Okay. This is the organization of the Republic. And for Ranciere, democracy is the demos, right? The people that don't speak. Okay. Or shouldn't speak. But maybe do. But that, yes, that have no reason to speak but do. And this is why I think he calls it agnostic, right? It really is dependent upon the very truly aesthetic distribution of society. Yeah, well then how do I use dissensus? So dissensus is not disagreement. And so it's not necessarily against consensus. Dissensus can certainly lead to consensus. But it's not a matter of disagreeing over particular issues. It is the very nature of living in a world where we don't feel the same. And what I mean is we don't actually experience the world in the same way. Okay, now I see how it's a challenge
0: to Kant. Yes. Yeah, because it's the sort of the nature of the world not to have this sense of Census communis.
1: Right. I think it finds itself in Kant's a priori of this sort of idea that there could be a census communis. We all participate in art as if we could all feel together. And so I think what the census can do is it can sort of dwell in that as if. And for Rancière, certainly that's the place of art to disrupt the distribution of the sensible, to make us feel in different ways. So that's, I think, where it can be useful. So for Ranciere, art
0: is not this thing that inculcates a set of norms for understanding the world and what's beautiful and what's ugly and what's sublime and what's grotesque. Instead, it's something that encourages a different way of feeling. Exactly. Okay. Okay. How will the
1: census save the world? Which world? Nice. It's sort of true, right, that if the distribution of the sensible is right, if Kant is wrong, if there's no common sense Mm -hmm. in both senses of the term, right, if that's as if, if that's a falsehood, if that's an illusion, Mm -hmm. then the amount of worlds created by that, if you're basing it on a type of phenomenological definition of the world, how one experiences one's surroundings, then it has to be a question of worlds. And dissensus, I think, is the only way to address those clashings of worlds in a way that something can be created and not just cut off what doesn't fit.
0: Yeah. So it will allow us to recognize the multiplicity of worlds and to sit in the clashings
1: or something. Yes, 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 yes. To sit there. And that's sort of, I think, a good understanding of how dissensus can be viewed as a tool for analyzing really any political situation. I mean, his definition of the political is, is very broad, right? So it, it's quite useful in that sense. Cool. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you for coming and explaining the
0: census to us. Thank you again for having me. And thank you for listening to High Theory. If you like our podcast, please review and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Patreon, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Sharonic Bosu manages our social media presence. Owen Quinn composes our theme music and Kim Adams and Sharonic Bosu edit our audio. You can also find us at hightheory.net. We hope you have a highly theoretical day.